Hello. Welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging against the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry equips you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs, Safe Storage of Columbia, Mount Pleasant, and Hohenwall have you covered. You can contact them at safestoragetn.com. That's safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you can contact me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, email, and at the Borough Pulse. That's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot com. I am a monthly contributor to the Pulse, and you can see all the articles that I have penned to date about education. I also have a new website. You can check me out there at freeyourchildren.com. I want to take some time tonight to offer our prayers to the families affected at Covenant School and the Nashville community. Our thoughts and prayers are with you in the coming days and months after this terrible tragedy. What are you reading at your house? In our home, we are currently in the book of Ezekiel. If you have not started a family Bible study in your home, I encourage you to do that today. The Lord will equip. He will lead you. Pick up your Bible, start in Genesis, and start reading the word together as a family. We're also reading several independent books. Um, I personally am reading Crimes of the Educators by Alex Newman and Samuel Blumenfeld. If you would like a list of recommended titles, just contact me and I will give you some good reading material to help you educate yourself on the history of compulsory schooling. And I also have some book titles I like to recommend for homeschool families in general or parents that are interested in learning more about biblical education. I'm very excited to introduce our guest tonight. His name is Rob Pregay. Is that correct, Mr. Rob? Uh, Priggy, but you Prigge. know what? It, it works for me. It works. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Mr. Priggy and his wife, Susan, live in Eden Prairie, where they have home educated their four children. All of their children have successfully launched their post-collegiate careers and now reside in the eastern and western U.S. Traveling is now clearly a Prigge priority. Rob retired from his banking career in 2015, and in the same year, he started the next chapter of work, as a board of director for a Pennsylvania-based trust company where he continues to serve. Eager to serve where the Lord leads, and given our passion for Christian homeschooling, it didn't come as a surprise when called to serve as Mache's new executive director in early 2022. We remain excited to see God's hand in our lives and in the lives of those he's called. Our prayer is that many would have the joy and success of a family knitted together with home education, serving as a wonderful foundation for more Christian families. So welcome, Mr. Rob. Thank you. It's wonderful to be on your program. Thank you for having me on today. Well, I'm very excited to have you as a guest. And, and I want to start, if you don't mind, by telling our listeners a little bit about Mache and why it was founded. Yes, Absolutely. So we are now celebrating in 2023 our 40th anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was founded. Well, let me explain what the acronym is. It is okay. Minnesota 
Association of Christian Home Educators. If you think Homeschool Minnesota, that works. If you think of us as a nonprofit here, uh, a Christian organization that advocates for homeschooling freedoms in Minnesota, that's who we are. There are other state orgs like that all across the country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in 1983 and in the early 80s, not just in Minnesota, but all across our country, there was a threat to the homeschool community from government authorities, which mm-hmm. really translated into some families were being summoned into court, facing fines, and even potential jail time. So mm-hmm. in our state, that ultimately res- uh, ended up with a lawsuit that mm-hmm. made its way in 1985 to the Minnesota Supreme Court on compulsory attendance law. And the court here ruled that was unconstitutionally vague, which was very helpful. Mm-hmm. That gave us the opening uh, for Mache to work with legislators to sponsor law explicitly making homeschooling legal. And that became law in 1987. And so really that that founding reason for us is still a core part of our mission today. Our mission boiled down is we exist to inspire, equip, and protect Minnesota homeschool families. That's wonderful. And I, you know, home new homeschoolers, some of them aren't necessarily aware of all the sacrifices that the pioneer homeschool families made. And I think it's good to have that reminder that we haven't always been free to educate our children at home. No, I think you're right. I think that reminder is critical because uh, it's easy for complacency to set in and for us Mm -hmm. to forget our history. So it's not ancient history. Right. No, it's not. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the resources that Mache offers to homeschoolers there in Minnesota. Great question. Uh, It really has to begin with the question of how to begin. So if you're a new parent and you know how to spell homeschooling, but you don't know how to begin, we have resources for that. And that begins to tell you, you know, you're going to have obligations to school superintendents. How do you fulfill those? There is a requirement for testing. How do you do that? We actually have access uh, in Minnesota and other states do as well to something called Homeschool University. It's an online program that can really equip a family that's trying to frame up their homeschool, to to build it out, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we also have resources to connect you to support groups and like-minded groups that you need to kind of walk alongside you in your journey. Mm -hmm. And finally, I think there's three big events that we, uh, three big areas of focus that we have, and they come together for us in the spring of the year. The first is we have a director of legislative affairs that watches legislation. I know we're going to talk a bit more about that. Mm -hmm. And that keeps an eye on things and alerts our folks in our community to engage when there's a specific threat we need to act upon. And with homeschoolers, you know, you can graduate pretty much any way that you want. And there's a lot of Mm -hmm. ways that people do. But if you want a formal ceremony, we have that as well. And then uh, our last big thing, our last big event is we have an annual convention that kind of gathers up the whole community of homeschoolers that are interested in attending. We have literally dozens of workshops, dozens of speakers, on a wide variety of topics, sharing their expertise. And, and under one roof, we have a pretty broad selection of providers that bring curriculum to the table that you can look at, their products and services, really equipping homeschoolers to do what we do. And for us, and, and it was my experience when we were homeschooling our kids back in the day, it's a time of connection, which we mm-hmm. need, inspiration, which you need, and recharging your batteries kind of at the end of the year. And as you think about equipping yourself for the, the year in the fall. So uh, those conventions are really important. And that's that's a big event coming up in a couple months for us. 
Absolutely. And what a wonderful wealth of resources there under one roof that homeschoolers can tap into. So that's fantastic. If you're in that area, I highly encourage you to check out the convention. And I will have links to Mache over on my Facebook page if you would like more information about homeschooling in Minnesota. Let's talk a little bit about what homeschooling looks like in Minnesota. Yeah, it's it it is such a good alternative. Now, this is my very biased opinion <laughs> for, for for families and particularly Christian families mm-hmm. looking to raise both well educated and godly children. No one loves your children more. No one understands your children more. We obviously know learning styles vary and small class sizes work. And frankly, one of the things that often comes up as a question, but I'll say it this way: socialization is yes. the best in my experience with homeschool families. You will meet a homeschool child and find that they are someone who can look an adult in the eye, shake Mm -hmm. their hand and converse respectfully with any age group, not just their peer group. Exactly. Works. Yes. They're exposed to a, a broad variety of ages. And even, you know, I think there's a misconception with the general within the general public that all homeschoolers look alike. They're all Christian. They're all, uh, have the same socioeconomic background. They're all of the same ethnicity. And can you dispel a little bit of those misconceptions? Does Is that how Minnesota homeschooling community looks? And, you know, maybe 40 years ago, there right. was a look and feel, but that is so changed. It yes. We are as diverse as the nation is diverse. We are as diverse as our communities are diverse. And and I would I would say to you, it's it's kind of funny. My kids love doing this sometimes, whether it was in their college life or in their careers today, as they have friend relationships, they will, it'll come up at some point. Oh yeah, I was homeschooled. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're shocked because you're normal. Right, you're exactly. Not supposed to be. Well, <laughs> yes, you're normal. Yes, exactly. We've had those same experiences with our three adult children now. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about your personal homeschool journey. You and your wife have four children, correct? Yes. Yes. And they, right. they've all graduated via homeschooling? Uh, yes, they did. And okay. we we sent them off to Christian colleges. My my one mistake, if you will, coming from Minnesota is when you send them off to a school, they might not come back home. Right. <laughs> so we've got three in Virginia and, and one in Idaho right now. Oh, that's wonderful. And what 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 was the reason? What what was the reason your family chose to begin homeschooling? You know, first and foremost, we're a Christian family, but we both my wife and I were public school educated and, and we were determined to public school educate our kids because it worked for us. We're going to do that for our kids. When our oldest was maybe age three, my wife particularly, I credit her, she did a lot of research, uh, was praying more than even me, and read Thomas Sowell's Inside Education and really became more and more convicted. We had an example in our family of homeschooling as well. That was very helpful. Uh And we got to a place where, you know what? I, I think we need to do this. And, and because the primary burden was on her, she was the most inspired, God bless her, to, to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and at the beginning, our, our theory was, let's do one year. You can't screw up kindergarten. You can't. So let's just, let's do one year mm-hmm. and see how that goes. And then we were, well, that went really well. And I, I that was good. Let's let's do another year. And, and we never stopped. And you just kind of keep learning what you need to learn and your experience grows. And before long, you're a mentor in this space. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's talk about your perspective on Christian homeschooling. Why do you think it's so, why do you think biblical education is so important? 
You know, we want we want children. Uh, you know, the 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 witnessing mission that Christ gave the church. I think your first mission field is the home, mm-hmm. and and in in the model for the church from headship on down is is the home and the family. So the first place to give your give people that you love an opportunity to understand who the Lord is and uh, their His place in their life and to disciple them uh, in in their early journey. There's no better place than the home. I'm 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 mystified sometimes, and particularly the the more we understand what's happening in in, in the public school space, mm-hmm. that more Christians and even frankly churches don't advocate this being looked at. Exactly. Um, it's 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 surprising, but but you talk to people that have taken the journey, and with rare exception, they they uh, praise God for how their kids have turned out. And and for me, and this was true even in the early years, when other people love your children, when other people see something unique and special in your children, well, that's that's God, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. It's not that you love them, of course you will, but so how they turn out is more than just reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's being inspired to love the Lord. Absolutely. And I think from a Christian perspective, and this is a Christian radio show, so we talk about this a lot on the show, is I penned an article a while back titled The Elephant in the Room. And Mm. it speaks about, you just mentioned it when you said, you know, it's sad that more churches do not Mm. make the correlation between the need for a biblical education within their church home and their church community and the falling away of the, the faith yeah. or, for, you know, the majority of our children, Christian children are leaving the faith. And yeah. I, I pinned in this article some statistics in regards to that and also discuss the aspect that when children are sent to government schools, they're taught that their faith is a lie yeah. for, for the majority of their formative years. So I think you're exactly right. We can't go forth and make disciples. If all of our children are falling away from the faith, there aren't going to be anyone to make disciples out of. Completely agree. And and in my experience, uh, while there are certainly alternatives, that the Christian homeschooling option is such a good one that it would people would be well-served, Christian families would be well-served to evaluate, to look at, to see how they might do that for their own families. Absolutely. Well, let's change gears a little bit uh, here because I know that we have discussed, you and I have discussed legislation that threatens homeschooling. And so your community, your state has recently been dealing with some legislation that you were concerned about. Would you expound upon that? Yes. So in in the uh, giant education bill that came forward this year, 110 page bill, there were just a mere eight lines in there targeting homeschoolers. But I would say to you that that's how we felt. They were targeting homeschoolers. While there's been a testing requirement in Minnesota for years, this would have said that those tests need to be turned into the state. Tests, as a rule, are a tool for teachers to understand how their students are doing, where they're excelling, where they may need a little more focus. So turning the tests into the state that doesn't teach these children served no particular purpose in the past, school superintendent said we don't need or want all that paper it doesn't do us any good it was a it was a control play mm-hmm. there was another element to that those eight lines of text that gave superintendents more authority over the homeschool family it was confusing language but it was clearly granting them more authority and frankly confusing language tends not to work in our favor right. when we were working with homeschool legal defense association they 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 understand what's happening in the 50 states and they said had this passed 
we would have had some of the most onerous and restrictive uh, provisions on homeschoolers of the 50 states, wow. which is something I aspire to. Mm-hmm. And and I guess we should add that homeschooling, the legalities of homeschooling vary from state to state. So yeah. could could you tell our listeners what the the legal options for homeschooling in Minnesota are currently? There, we we because of that law that was passed all the, all those years ago, we have fundamental freedom to homeschool. We have uh, really a couple of obligations. We have to notify the state that we're going to homeschool, and we have to test our students during uh, core K through twelve years on how they're doing. But those tests come to us, and historically, they're they're never turned into anyone. There are tools to see how our kids are doing, and frankly, uh, as a community, homeschoolers tend to shine against most yes. peer groups. Just mm-hmm. they just do. So those freedoms are there. This was a challenge. And I will what I will say to you is after this last election in Minnesota, the majority party uh has is is uh all Democrat, uh from the governor's mansion to both houses of the legislature. And and they our minority party folks will tell us that there of all the bills being advanced, there was nothing that was being uh listened to from the other side, if you will. So in this case. Uh, our homeschool community engaged, uh, reached out to our legislators, showed up at hearings, uh, emailed, submitted testimony, testified, and prayed. Uh, the core thing I'll say is they were respectful in all of that, but they prayed. To my knowledge, at, the, at where we are right now is this has been pulled out of the bill altogether. Right. And, and I'll just simply say that's God gets the glory on that because I'm not frankly aware of another example of something being repented of and pulled out. This That's is it. wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. And That's we will God. continue. Yes. We will continue to pray for continued homeschool freedoms in the state yes. of Minnesota. Yes. What do you see as the largest threat to homeschooling freedoms? You know, I'd say three categories come to my mind on that. The first is I'm going to say our success. Mm-hmm. We're on the radar. We're not Absolutely. a known quantity anymore. They're very aware of us. And, and you said it in some of your opening remarks, Tiffany, but if, if we're deemed a threat to the devolving societal norms and beliefs that they want to advance, then they are kind of obligated to come after us. Mm-hmm. So in some senses, our success and visibility breeds that. Right. Um, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing what we're, we're doing. We should, but mm-hmm. we should expect threats from that. Mm-hmm. The second area, I think, is a bit of a slippery slope. The more successful we are, this is America. So what happens and what is happening is there are a lot of wonderful innovators in this space, not all of them Christian, mm-hmm. that are offering our products and services. But we need to be wise on this as Christian parents and look at these products and services and be sure they're, in fact, in my mind, God-centered products and services. Do your homework prayerfully consider the solutions that are right for your family, because all this innovation isn't all the same. And that is just something you should know. Exactly. The other thing that I would say is in this slippery slope, the generation from 40 years ago is not the generation of today. So, you know, 40 years ago or many years ago, homeschooling really was, quote unquote, at home. It Mm -hmm. was homeschooling. That's shifting more and more to leveraging out of home solutions if that's done in balance, I'll say that's probably fine, it's particularly when you get to advanced topics or specialized topics. So if you want to participate in choir or theater or advanced sciences or advanced math, 
then having some specialized teachers brought to bear in addition to your own to your own home school is appropriate. But there are some in our quote unquote homeschooling today that want to be uh, predominantly out of home and yes. predominantly having other people teach your children. That's a slippery slope that really begins to erode those core benefits of what homeschooling was all about. I agree with you on that. We're seeing the same here in Tennessee, which prompted me to write another piece titled Don't Muddy the Waters. Homeschooling yeah. Don't Muddy the Waters, because we're seeing that as well. And and you're right. It defeats, in in my opinion, what homeschooling is supposed to be, because homeschooling is predominantly supposed to be and historically supposed to be the parents leading yes. and directing their children's education. Yes. And, and, and I completely agree. And frankly, that what you just said is one of the core elements of, of the definition of homeschooling in Minnesota. It's always parent directed, parent controlled. And so the more that we as a, as a, as a different kind of community of, of Christian families lean away from that definition, mm -hmm. then that will ultimately provide the state an opportunity to challenge what we're doing and saying, you're not even homeschooling. So we're coming right. after them. Exactly. And I think that parents need to remember too, when you abdicate your responsibility to disciple and teach your own children to someone else, yeah. you are missing out on the opportunity of, and, and, and the biblical mandate of doing what the Bible requires us to do. So I encourage, I say this often, the year, the days may seem really long, but the years are really short. And if you commit to homeschooling the way that homeschooling was intended to be, it's such a blessing for not only your children, but for you too, because you have the opportunity to watch your children grow and to get to their heart. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you will hear on occasion, uh, even if you're attending a good church, you're part of a good church community, uh, some will say, well, it's the church's job through Sunday school or whatnot to disciple my children and, and teach them these things. That isn't the biblical mandate. That's it's right. the parents. It's the parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are so blessed. You know, thankfully, homeschooling is free. I mean, we're free to homeschool across yes. the nation. Yes. In all yes. 50 states, we're free to homeschool. And so parents have choices. I know that there's a catch, a buzz phrase going around called school choice, but parents, mm. that really just means the money follows the child. And right. so what I'm seeing with a lot of this legislation, we're currently fighting this right now in Tennessee. And mm -hmm. so Tennessee, historically, you know, this is all new to Tennessee. So they've just accepted um, or passed into law mm. legislation that allows the money to follow the child. And right. so our homeschool freedoms have been targeted as well. And we are currently fighting legislation because of that. And the very first thing they did was targeted. They directly targeted the homeschool community. Yep. So, you know, that that just seems to be and I'm watching this unfold across the nation. And that was one of the reasons why I contacted you as well, so that you could come on and discuss exactly what you were dealing with there in Minnesota. Well, let me give you an exa a specific example of that, but uh, touch on it uh, generally first, because I, I completely agree with your remark. And one of the things if you go back to uh, Tiffany, you and I might be old enough to remember this, but the Ronald Reagan quote, I'm from the government. Yeah, I'm here. to help." Yep. <laughs> um, that, that, and, and he said, government isn't the solution. It's the problem. Right. One of the things that I think in 2023 is so tempting. And I understand this for our families is, uh, whether it's called school vouchers or education savings accounts or some money, quote unquote, from the government that comes mm -hmm. back to us, 
uh, as a homeschool family. And, and, you know, very few of our homeschool families are rich. And so it's Correct. very hard to say no to, to this money that in right in, in, in proper righteously should come back. However, mm-hmm. In, in America, we have too many solutions, whether it's healthcare mm-hmm. or retirement programs. Ultimately, if the government sends money long enough, it will absolutely and always take control. Absolutely. And so the, there is no such thing as a free lunch, probably applies here. I'll give you the mm-hmm. current example that's still uh, wending its way through our legislature in this session. It's called PSCO, which is post-secondary education option. So for our juniors and seniors in high school, that are really preparing themselves for college, uh, a lot of them will kind of double up some of their final high school credits with mm-hmm. early on college work. And, mm-hmm. and that's paid for by the state. However, uh, the state this year is saying, the legislature this year is saying, you can't take that money and go to an institution that requires an attestation of faith to attend mm-hmm. on campus. So right. clearly... It's targeting homeschoolers have taken advantage of this for years. My kids mm-hmm. took advantage of this in their day, mm-hmm. but it's the free lunch thing. Right. And so, you know, our, our Christian universities in Minnesota are under threat mm-hmm. and, and this program is under threat. Now, at the end of the day, does it say you can't go to that school? No. But if you attend and want this money, then you have to give up that attestation of faith it's a challenge to our faith and this, it's, it's should Absolutely. be expected, right? Should yes, be expected. Should be. Exactly. And I say often what the government funds, it runs. Yes. That's, that's, that's what's happening here. And uh, it's got people up in arms and I understand that, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, there are a lot of court precedents that uh, if this goes that route and it probably will, uh, will will go all the way up, and it's you know our federal constitution is clear on things like this, but that doesn't mean Minnesota can't play in this space. It's going to, right? Absolutely, and I and I have issued the warning to our homeschool families in Tennessee that this particular piece of legislation that we're currently fighting, get ready, there will be more, um, and I expect that, and and I'm, I'm I'm watching it like I said unfold across the nation in multiple states. So we know that Christian education is under attack from the enemy and we have to be prepared to fight that battle we do and i have a question for you i don't know if you've seen this in tennessee but uh, we saw this last year it's percolating still um it, it is the requirement to educate non-biblical values to all of our students and when i say all i mean all not just public school students so last year uh when critical race theory was mm-hmm. kind of um made clear to us as a not biblical thing mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota, they packaged it and called it ethnic studies. And oh, yeah. ethnic studies was going to be added to reading, writing, and arithmetic oh, as yeah. a required course of study for all of our students, including private Christian school and homeschool. Oh, that wow. was ultimately beaten back last year, but it's still out there. It's it's taking root first in our public schools. Mm-hmm. And I expect they're going to come after us again because they have I, to acquire yes. non-biblical values. Absolutely. I expect that. I expect us to have this fight. What what we were currently and still are as we're recording this today, um, House Bill 1214 in Tennessee, it was actually seeking to change our homeschool laws in the state of Tennessee, which mm. would have, yes, which would have added an additional way, an additional option to homeschooling. But the interesting thing about this is when they had written the very first 13 page amendment, 
it specifically stated that parents, if they were to choose this particular homeschool option that, that they were going to add or that they were attempting to add, those children, if they were enrolled under that option, would then be considered public school students. And then oh, it boy. went on to list all the requirements that went along with that. And of course, you know, we we threw a large fit over that and launched a a rally that we're right. still plan on attending in opposition to this. And so now they've come out with more amendments, but it's affiliated with a charter boarding school. And it's just a very nefarious piece of legislation for many reasons. The whole bill needs to die. But I tell parents over and over, we are under attack and we have to be prepared to fight this battle. But thankfully we've read the book and we know how everything ends. We absolutely do. And uh, just as the church itself, where Christ is the head, we need to act as a community and mm -hmm. prayer and action and do the victory is his. It's always going to be his. But that doesn't mean we aren't called to act as as uh, Christ followers. Amen. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Rob, could you give some advice to new homeschool families out there or parents that are considering homeschooling? Yeah, I would say, you know, there is not one model for what this uh, can look like, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, enjoy figuring it out for yourself. Don't be intimidated by it. Uh, connect with people, find your resources. And in our case, we found that friend group uh, early on for, for my wife and myself, and it became a kid friend group. Some of these folks are, you know, the proverbial Christian small group and friends for life to this day. So don't isolate. Yes, it is a homeschool. Yes, you're going to do what's best for your family. Leverage resources available to you. So leverage your state org. Uh, plug into that. Plug into HSLDA. We need them. They're quite effective. Find your support groups. So don't be intimidated by it. You can do it. Take one year at a time. Um, but the rewards are there and you will never regret it. Excellent advice. How is the what are, what are the growth rates there in Minnesota for homeschooling? Have you seen a big uptick? We saw a big uptick, particularly during the COVID years, because there was an awakening about what was happening in our public school and the option right. was clear. So we saw a big uptick. It settled mm -hmm. back some, but I don't think it's settled back to pre-COVID. So right. people are awake to this now and uh, it's in a good place. That's wonderful. Could you tell our listeners how they could find Mache? www.mache.org. M-A-C-H-E.org. Well, thank you, Mr. Rob. We appreciate all this wonderful information that you've shared with our listeners today. I will have this link over on my Facebook page so that you can find Mache if you are in Minnesota and have questions. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs, you can find Safe Storage in Columbia, Mount Pleasant, and Hohenwall. I want to leave you with this. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this, not from ourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night, and God bless. <laughs>